0: Feel in the air. Yeah. And from
1: we're not going to get to the Kanye part.
0: No, we can skip
1: the Kanye part. Welcome to, uh, to today's podcast. It's-
0: Happy Valentine's Day! Valentine's Day. Are you and Thomas doing anything? No. <laughs> no. We're not like gift giving people. Like we're not.
1: Yeah, we talked about this before. We
0: used to be. Like we used to have to have a reservation at Macy's and he had to send me roses to my job and like. Don't get me wrong, I would love flowers or flowers anywhere, but um we're not like gift-giving people. I am going to do something nice for him though, but it like for what it's worth, I woke up and forgot it was Valentine's Day until I got to work and everybody was in red and pink and I'm like, "Oh shit. Didn't even tell him happy Valentine's Day this morning. Better go to the dollar store and get him some candy and a balloon." There's
1: probably something around here I can grab for you. Oh, please. Somebody sh- somebody gave uh Somebody gave Robin some type of candy thing. She's like, did you do this? I was like, no, but I'll take full credit for it. There have been Valentine gifts been handed off all around here.
0: I'll take it. It's
1: very Valentine's. We'll find you something to give to Thomas.
0: I'll take it. Is your
1: hair pulled back tighter than usual?
0: Yes. That's what I thought. Why? Do I look different? No, yeah,
1: you do look different.
0: My forehead? I have less wrinkles?
1: Did you get something done to your forehead? Was something injected?
0: No! Oh my God, do you think so? I'm so proud of myself. No. My five-step skincare routine every day that I spend money on has been worth it. Do you remember ages ago when we, Philly was on with us and it was like, I'm going to get skincare so I don't look like I'm fucking surprised all the time.
1: Only your hair looks different. I see nothing different about your forehead. i I have to wash it
0: tonight, so I've... Um yeah, I've been hiding it from people.
1: Um, Tremaine Rayford, uh, I've been texting him a bunch since he visited last Thursday or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I had asked, he told me that he and his wife were going to try, uh, he said that they were going to go try Claudia's. I'm like, what?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The seafood place,
0: Claude's. Where's Claw? Oh, at Levis.
1: Yeah, across from Benchmark. His
0: wife is Savannah Rayford from Cherry Street. I've talked
1: a bunch about that in all the emails I sent, lovely girl. In all the emails I sent out about him to others, I was like, "You might, you might know his wife Savannah from Cherry Street Mission," <laughs> because they, they probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, he said they wanted to go to Benchmark. They were going to make the reservation, and I guess the, the fire happened. And I don't know if Benchmark is is uh, uh, open or not. Um, but I checked in with him uh, today. I was like. Make sure you go to Claude's because if you go to a Claudine's or a Claudia's, it could be a drag show. And that's okay, but you might be looking for seafood.
0: Or essential oils, like <laughs> Claudia's, right? Uh, yes, yes. Essential the, oils.
1: Um, Whoops. He said they went last night. I was like, oh, you beat the Valentine's Day rush. And then I left it alone. And I'm like, that's either really smart or really cheap.
0: Yeah, Thomas and I are probably just going to get some boneless wings and potatoes and extra ranch.
1: Um, there's, there's a couple serious things I want to get to. Uh, a lighter thing that I didn't talk about yesterday, and I want your, your input on. Um, oh, and, and obviously we can hit this right—oh, we'll hit Last of Us in a second, but— um, Lately, Alex has been um, texting me. Find me a house. Yes. To which I reply, "Find me someone to date." Yes, and, and that's we,
0: that's fair. We
1: we could have a well, it's not fair because um, one is highly unlikely to happen. Um, we could have a bet. We could have we could have podcast listeners bet though. Who finds d- it first? Does Eric go on two dates with somebody before Alex and Thomas find a house?
0: That's a fair bet. <laughs> Ab- we should absolutely start that. I'm going to find you a date you're going to find me a house because you I remember the last time we were looking you had a friend that was selling and you're like hey my friend is going to like it's yeah. willing to just sell right to you it just it wasn't the right time i think that was right when we kind of gave up and we were no longer going to look again so if you have any friends that don't give a shit about putting their house on the apps Send it to me.
1: Was that was that Ashley? She lived over, like, off of Hill, kind of near Rogers. Off of Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, up, yeah. Up,
0: up towards the new uh, highway. She wasn't going to send
1: directly ramp. to you, but she was going to have uh, like a realtor do it.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, so if you know anyone, or if anyone knows anyone, send them my way. Please. Alex I just horny- need two bathrooms.
1: Alex is horny to buy a house.
0: Literally, literally, I'm not, but I still like I temp. I compare myself to how I was in 2021 when I was looking, and I am nowhere near the emotional and mental wreck that I was at that time. Like, I'm still okay. Great. There's maybe two houses a week that hit the market, and they're for whatever reason don't necessarily work. And I think that's still happening. But I'm like, we're still very early in our pre approval days. So,
1: and you can be more reasonable and objective about it because you went through that first time and you saw what the emotional roller coaster can be like.
0: I have until the end of April. And then if it's after that, then we just have to get pre-approved again. Have you
1: given any thought, and I don't know what the, this costs. It, it could be a, a huge headache. Have you g- given any thought to buying someplace that you like and adding a bathroom on?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like adding an expansion onto the home in some way.
1: There was a there. one of the very first places I looked at, and I put an offer on it, was in, in Beverly. Um, nice, nice home, but a very modern bathroom had been added on, Mm -hmm. I guess. So the person could, could, could sell it more quickly. And it seemed quite simple to do.
0: So my concern with that is because, so the way that the house is, this is a really good example. I looked, so, you know, I check my Facebook memories every now and then, and I checked my Facebook memories from today and I'm like, what did I say? Like in the last few years on this day, exactly. And my brother had actually tagged me in a post for a house for say, I remember it was in 2021 and he had tagged me in this house that was in Beverly, super cute. And he says, is this out of your budget? And it was listed for 175. And at the time it kind of was. Um, but I, again, we weren't looking at that time. That house, I just so happened to go look at it. I said, let me go look at it. Worth $210,000 now. Yeah because of the difference in the market. I can't mm. even get, that one was under my current budget. Now, now it's over my budget. And so, we're really looking at the top of our budget because that's the only way I'm gonna get a three-bed, two-bath in a halfway decent neighborhood that's gonna have resale value. You know what I mean? I wouldn't worry about resale right now. but you you get what I'm saying, like, and I, so I don't mean resale as far as like, oh God, like, people are fleeing some neighborhoods because there's more crime that's happening. Like, we're, we're avoiding that, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't yeah. I think of my childhood neighborhood. Like, when, we, in, when I lived in Cleveland, when we moved into that neighborhood, it was great. By the time I graduated high school, which was 10, no, 12 years later, all of those homes were worth nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were no longer going to be. And so, that's what I'm saying I'm trying to avoid
1: wise, but I think you should also see where you land though. For instance, since it's been nice, I've been taking the dogs around the block and remember how I was- I like your block. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Bernath. There's Bernath. A, yeah. Bernath. Uh, if you come off of airport and instead of making a left to go to my place, you go straight and then there is like a, a dead end street. There was a couple places for sale that I had sent you and I don't know if you looked at them, but I remember I thinking as I was them. walking around the other day, I was like- Alex could live there. Oh, one hundred percent. that could be a place where I would, I would suggest, and others might know the area better than me. I, I don't know if they would. And if it was one ninety and it had it checked all your boxes, I'd sell it and not worry about the neighborhood going to shit because I don't think it will. Not in the time that you're, in your adult time frame.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's just so it, it like there's there's a a few different dynamics that we're looking at that I'm still tempered and like how we're going about it there there was a home in 2021 off of Bernath and I think I sent it to you and I'm like oh my god I love this and it had like a balcony off the master bedroom and it had two full bathrooms and a basement for Thomas and it's in my budget now like so what it was then is my budget now and I remember when I looked at it then I was like dreaming I'm like yeah, girl. Forget it. You're never gonna get a house for this much money. You can't afford that. Where now we can afford that, but that home is probably worth sure. 20 to 30 grand more now than it was in 2021. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, god damn it. The
1: math is the, the math has been broken.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so find me uh, a house, I'll find you a girlfriend.
1: <laughs> uh I will put my money on you to find the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um what did I want to run by you?
1: Uh I was did you did you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday you did right of but course I when your cable when your cable stayed on right
0: the cable went out as soon as Rihanna was finishing she was starting to sing diamonds or whatever that song is mm-hmm. and the cable like stopped the internet and then it came back on and I was able to watch the end I also missed Cheryl Lee Ralph and I was upset because I thought the Black National Anthem was going to be at 6:30 like the regular national anthem no they did it at like 6:05 I
1: didn't I, I was even, pissed. I didn't even know that she that that was done until I saw someone complaining about of
0: it. Of course they were. Right. Of course.
1: Um, it's 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 time to move the Super Bowl off of Sunday. Either move it to, um, either move it to to the Sunday before President's Day so people can be off, Ooh. or move. I know the NFL and whoever else, probably the networks are petrified. To move it to Saturday night. There's really only one collective group that I could think that would be upset at it being moved to Saturday night. And that would be like bar owners. Because (laughs) you'd lose...
0: Prepare. Pay extra money for security. No,
1: no, no. Because you would lose a night. Like if you're a bar, you always have Saturday night and people are going to come back. Or other people will come out for the Super Bowl the next day. Um, But... I think everyone that's terrified of moving it off of Sunday night which you, you know it's when, it's when everybody gathered around and watched Sunday night TV that doesn't exist anymore. The NFL, uh, the NFL can move that game to wherever and
0: they will cancel shows for that day. Well, tens
1: of millions of people will follow and watch that game.
0: See, I feel like they shouldn't move it to a Saturday because it's going to be much more than dangerous. Because that's a going out night. So you go out to watch the Super Bowl and then you're out all night. Like in Philadelphia, were they not putting oil on some of the- Grease. Grease on some that of the That was land? if they won. Well, well, they didn't. But like, you know what I mean? So people wouldn't climb them because right. they were expecting like a hyped up crowd after that if the Eagles won. So I imagine that- That's if,
1: not going to happen in Detroit or Nashville or Cleveland. Unless, oh, it'll happen
0: in Cleveland. Oh, it'll happen. Wait, I, I, are,
1: not if the team isn't in the game, and the Browns are never going to be in that game. The
0: Browns are never going to be in the game, but if the Browns won the Super Bowl, sure. the city would erupt. But
1: most places, you have, a, you have a small viewership from the places of teams in the game.
0: I feel like, but if you make it a Saturday night event, people are going to want to... I would absolutely like make sure that I have a bar to go to to watch the Super Bowl, compared to a Sunday where I was just fine watching it in the comfort of my own home.
1: Okay. And... When you were around doing work things yesterday, were people a little more bleary-eyed than a typical Monday?
0: Yes. It was hilarious. And, and I don't- Myself included.
1: I, I don't even attest it to, like, a food or drinking hangover. It's just, okay, how about, that game ends so late- 10.30. And if you watch the stuff after a little bit, like, I don't know about you, but I'm hyped like, if I'm hyped up after watching a game or a really good movie, it's hard to fall asleep and get a good night's sleep.
0: I did not get a good night's sleep Sunday night. I, I think I dreamed of the Super Bowl. Like, I think the Super Bowl was in my dream Sunday night, but I was tossing and turning all night. And I took two melatonins. I don't normally take—I mean, one will do it for me. Like, three milligrams, I'm out. And I think I took, like, eight. So— All right, so— we'll, And it still didn't work.
1: We'll compromise. What if they, what if they did it at 4 o'clock on a Sunday? no why not
0: no it needs to be a saturday you just said you don't want it to be on a saturday no i do want it to be on a saturday oh. no i do oh, i'm okay. i'm all, all for right. the debauchery all bring right. it on
1: fair enough fair make enough. it
0: a friday night or a saturday night
1: i don't think it would be as as raucous as you think as you think some places sure but those people were going to get out of hand sure. anyway um yeah it, it's time to move it. And i i i just raised an eyebrow at Decision makers who are like, well, it's Sunday night, it's the TV night. There's no such thing anymore. And, yeah, and the NFL is such I'll a, take that. The NFL is such a Goliath. I, I just don't see like the casual individual who typically watches the game. They're like they're they have some enthusiasm for the game, but they're really into everything else around it. They're going to somebody's house to watch the game. I just can't simply see that person going. You know, I I don't want to go to the bar and watch the game. I was going to go to their house and we're going to do game night.
0: No! You're still going to watch the game. I just feel like I am team... Sorry to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am team I hate Sundays. Like, who likes Sundays? Nobody. Nobody likes Sundays. You wake up on Sunday with the fact that you have to go to work tomorrow hanging over your head. You have to be responsible that full day and make sure you plan it out properly so that you can be home to prepare for Monday. So you can get a good night, like... Not go to sleep too late to prepare for Monday. Monday is always looming over your head on Sunday. Nobody likes a Sunday. Even if I'm going to a Sunday football party, if I don't have Monday off, I'm not going to fully enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be in the right, I'm not going to fully enjoy it. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that think like that. So I'm in favor of moving the Super Bowl to a Saturday. Just do it. Super Bowl Saturday.
1: I told you before, I'll repeat it real quickly. I think it was the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. If not, it was the one right before that, so mm. six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the the old morning show, we had taken off so mm-hmm. that we could enjoy the night. Mm-hmm. And then we got blasted with this snowstorm and my boss canceled our day off <laughs> and we had to go in to do weather and stuff in the morning where we had realized at that point, like 2016, 2017 at the latest, like when it's a two-hour delay day, when most schools are closed, mm-hmm. They're...
0: Nobody's listening to the radio. Yeah. So Nobody.
1: We, we were literally doing the show for ourselves, and we canceled. Oh, I would have
0: been pissed. Yeah.
1: We were We were upset. We were upset.
0: Yeah, I would have been upset.
1: Um. It's been... It's five or six... Last of Us, five episodes?
0: I think so. I think we're at five.
1: I can't shake how much it draws me back that when The Walking Dead was good.
0: So... It, so it's 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 peaking that memory for you. Like it's it's okay. So you really enjoy it then. I, I absolutely you look forward to Sundays. There
1: are times where I'm like,
0: do you? Or you Mondays have, for you? You. Have,
1: you ever have any shows where you, you gotta like kind of kick it off, and then you push it off because you've, you've other stuff you want to do, mm-hmm. and then maybe you don't get to it, and you, maybe you fall behind. Mm-hmm, like there mm-hmm. was me in Bad Batch. Um, I have that thought like ah, I don't have to watch it, and then I do because I know I like it a lot. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, God, this is.
0: It such is really a good. good. T-
1: Even last night when I was watching it, I tried to pay pay attention to things besides like the core of the show. I was trying to more attentive to the camera mm-hmm. and the music and mm-hmm. some of the nuances of it. And I did, and it's just such a goddamn good show. And I'm sure you would agree. Um, the end of this
0: <laughs> recent
1: episode was harrowing.
0: I was surprised it happened so quick. Yeah. I was I like I was expecting full on like Negan for her like we were gonna have her for a long period of time and she was gonna oh, piss us off
1: not her Uh-oh. I'm glad she ate it like I know she's are you that, talking
0: about the young one the, both the, of them oh that was yeah, that was sad that was really sad yeah there's been a lot of like uh, yeah that was sad I think
1: his name is Lamar Jones he's a Canadian actor um, didn't, no real big credits was really good like the acting in this show is is incredibly good i know that you said that the uh the one guy in the nick offerman episode was from white lotus mm-hmm. so that's obviously a decorated show i would expect that guy to be good mm-hmm. he was excellent this this guy lamar jones was excellent um you don't watch the inside the show afterwards do you
0: uh not no not often
1: watch the recent one cuz um there's a most of it is about ASL mm-hmm. and how the whole staff got into learning it real fast and wanting to talk to the little boy in ASL Aww. during the course of the shooting, uh, like shooting of the show, not Aww, the shooting in the head.
0: Damn it. <laughs>
1: and the kid, and the kid, he was that kid was great, he was adorable.
0: He was adorable. really good, he was really good. It, it was really great storytelling, like it was, it was, it was fantastic.
1: And this, and one of the reasons why I was like shoulder shrug about watching it when you were excited for it and some other friends of mine were as well and they didn't play the game it's like we've we've seen this show uh-huh. so many times and there's nothing there's nothing new about it like um Henry looking out the window to see Check the patterns and see when it's safe. We're going to run. Like, it's all so predictable, yet it is still so gripping.
0: Is it because they focus more on the storytelling than they do the dying? Like, there's a lot, there's less jump scares. There's, like, not a ton of It's not scary, in my opinion. Like, it's not, I don't watch this, and I'm like, oh, my God, what if that were to happen?
1: The Walking Dead was like that when it was really good, too.
0: But there's just really great storytelling yeah. in the middle of this apocalyptic universe where the apocalyptic films or shows tend to be one line like you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and in in this case these things are happening but they're happening at the hands of storytelling compared to
1: and great, excellent acting mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't get real like tropey or predictable um where I thought Nick Offerman's character was going to put a bullet in that guy's head. Did not expect them to be naked in five minutes.
0: He put something somewhere else. <laughs> um, right. He put a bullet somewhere else. The, like, there was
1: one part that I was like, oh, this is horror show trope. Like, as soon as Henry stood up, he should have had a bullet in his head.
0: Yes. Like, yes. The longer that yes. got drawn out. And, uh-huh. when, and, and then when they all turned dramatically and looked <laughs> at the car going into yes. the ground, I was like, oh, dumb ass. Um, yeah. And that,
1: that was the first time we saw like a big, um, what are they called? Big virus guy? Big yeah. funky oh. guy.
0: Oh yeah, a, a slasher, like something a catcher. A... Yeah,
1: there there's a name there's a name, and then they say clickers, and then the big guy had a name too. They said it in the after show, but I missed it. Disgusting!
0: Ripped this head off. Disgusting. That was great. That I was shocked when I saw that, and then when when our girl, um, Kathleen, when Kathleen <laughs> got bit, when she bit it. I was expecting her character cuz you really dislike her. Like you yes. she does a fantastic job of making you hate her and she, she appeared last season or last episode and mm-hmm. ended this up her arc was very short.
1: All of them have been.
0: And I was shocked and I'm like what so what what are you going to do next then and obviously it's Tommy.
1: Go to Wyoming.
0: Tommy's coming.
1: Um the the, the uh, for All mankind show that I really enjoyed on on Apple TV and one of the reasons I liked it was it had it's the first time since Game of Thrones where I'm like, ooh do not get attached to these characters and you will because they, they they've lasted like half a season and mm-hmm. I'm like they're they're killing important people. It's the same in this show, but it's like an episode. Mm-hmm. You got like one episode with these people and then they're gone like I I was when the kid turned I'm like, well, they had a good run. That
0: was heartbreaking. And, <laughs> I and, knew that wasn't going to work, that little remedy that she tried. I, that ain't going to work. I thought
1: maybe Henry goes another episode and he just can't deal with the grief and then kills himself. Mm-hmm. Nope. Didn't make it to the end of this one.
0: Out. Just done. That was, that was uh, yeah, that was just sad. I think it's a fantastic show. Did you know they're making, they made another interview with a vampire? They made that into a TV show with Grey Worm as the lead character. From Thrones.
1: Right, right, right. Inter- Wait, hold on.
0: Interview with a vampire. The movie.
1: Like the Tom Cruise movie? The
0: movie. Okay. Uh-huh, they've made it into a show.
1: Where did this come from? You just threw this curveball at my head.
0: Because you said for all mankind. And that oh. was Apple TV. And this is Apple. We're watching it on Apple TV oh, as well. Oh, oh. Is it good? Um. So we started it. But we started it when I was really tired. So it hasn't gripped me yet. But I feel like it has potential.
1: Uh, I told you Luther has a movie coming out next month. I think it's a movie. No. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: I, it's either a couple of episodes or it's a, it's a movie. Mm-mm. So another season, another season of Luther. Did you ever watch The Last Kingdom?
0: No. Okay.
1: Then don't worry about it. Next thing. Um, I think I sent you the article. Uh, the, the, the CDC data about uh, young girls and LGBTQ youth. No. Um, There's data now to to slap on the mental health crisis. Um, CDC says teen girls are caught in extreme wave of sadness and violence. Um, Sexual attacks and other traumatic experiences have led to an unprecedented level of hopelessness and suicidal thoughts among America's young women. Um, Nearly three in five teen girls said they felt persistently sad or hopeless. It's the highest rate in a decade. Um, 30% have said they seriously consider dying by suicide, a percentage that's n- risen nearly 60% in 10 years. Um, let me see if I can pull up the... God, sometimes it, it... I do want to continue reading, but I don't want to open the app. Let me get to the LGBTQT part. Um I'll keep going with the, the other half of this sexual violence has risen among girls with one in five saying that expect they'd experienced it within the past year. 14% said they had been forced into having sex. That's a jump from 11% of teen girls. Uh, some good news, I guess um, drug opioid and alcohol use is down, but I know that alcohol was less of, of less interest to young kids these days. Anyway, um, at least 52% of teens who identified as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or questioning said they struggled with mental health. Um, LGBTQ kids experience much more interpersonal stress from schools, peers, mm-hmm. and beyond. The cdc I think this re- refers to those kids. The CDC survey found that more than one in five such youth, 22%, had attempted suicide within the past year. Stigma and violence towards LGBTQ teenagers largely contributed to their poor mental health. So
0: oh, 100%.
1: All the stuff that we we knew but like some hard concrete data. Mm-hmm. Um not not unexpected. Um these are results of the pandemic. Um I think it's a lot of the other things that we've talked about. Um this is the other this is another part of there's murder and violence. Mm-hmm. Instead of having that there's mental health, serious mental health issues like the things that I just read in other homes because of kids and families. I have, I've come around on something and I guess it took me it took me a minute to, to hash out this thought because I saw somebody tweet today. Nobody, nobody now would say that they need social media in their life looking at what it has done to people.
0: 100%, yeah.
1: And, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the person said kids or not. And this has long been an inner conflict for me. I, I would not be sitting here without social media um, and what, how I have been able to leverage it, use it mostly responsibly, and fend it off and put it aside when it became too much of an enemy. Um, the lieutenant governor had this cockamamie idea last week. I think he said he wanted to... Put an age limit or a parental limit. Like, got to be you got to get parent parental consent when you're sick. Unless if you're under 16 to be on TikTok.
0: I'm here for that.
1: So I don't know. It, it sounded ridiculous at the time, and I I want to. I was able to come up with an analog where I think maybe it'll pick up at some point, and we'll all go. Yeah. So I've you know I've long thought that. We wrote our own obituary when, and we didn't, but when the algorithms came to play rather than the chronological feed, it turned us all into yelling for each other's attention and who could yell the loudest, no matter how accurate or not. It was all about attention, attention, attention. Um, I think looking back at it now, much like movies and music and, and video game and other content, if we were to start over and we're not the tooth, you can't earn ring the bell. But it would have been smart to have um age restrictions.
0: There were age restrictions.
1: On social media. Uh better controls. Okay. There you go. Because I know there's some on YouTube, but mm. I think if we had to do it all over again, um there's there, there should have been age restric- age restrictions. And look, I get it. We didn't know the we didn't understand the brain and moods, even as adults. In 2008, 2010, Mm -hmm. when this stuff took off like we do now. But in the same way that nine-year-olds shouldn't be watching The Last of Us or other gory shows or those video games or little Eric shouldn't have had um, a public enemy (laughs) CD when he was eight, Fear of a Black Planet,
0: we probably
1: should have kept um unrefined brains off of this stuff
0: listen whoever is putting all the restrictions on netflix needs to get another job in social media and use those same restrictions in social media oh is it working there come for people like the way you're coming for netflix the use passwords. password sharing come for people that are violating social media rules and guidelines just do it I have always agreed that there needs to be age restrictions I feel like I was the only dumbass that only got on Facebook when I was old enough to per the website like I think it's like 14 or something oh, is, like that is this or 15 like, is
1: this like when when you go to a beer site or a porn site and you're like
0: yeah, yeah I'm 18 <laughs> i don't don't know what you're talking about i don't don't know what you're talking about i'll send you some of the memes (laughs) my mom listens anyway um so i was the only idiot that like waited until i was 15 to get my facebook so i didn't have to lie about my age i for as like we're in the age of family planning is around the corner for me i have full plans on restricting social media for my children because I know how toxic it is, until they're old enough to be able to handle it. And I and I, I mean, I know that that's naive, and I'm not judging any parents that allow that for their children.
1: No, but we know better now.
0: Yeah, exactly. We know better now. So I'm not judging anyone, and I know that there's probably people listening. They're like, yeah, you say that now until you're a parent, and then it's just easier to do that than to fight with them all day long. I, I understand that, and I recognize that, but I just know how damaging it is. I we mean, just, what do we we I, educate on risk factors of suicide all the time? I just and we, those numbers. Those are risk factors. So we know LGBTQ youth, and not only that, but we're just in a society where if you're a 16 year old and you tell a grown ass adult, probably a white person or a white male, like, "Hey, is it? I'd really like it if you call me they them." they're going to tell you to fuck off. excuse my language like they're they're going to laugh at you, you know, the majority of them. and so the the amount of pressure because we live in a society where like the stupidity that other people may judge you as having, they don't care to withhold that information. like opinion negative opinions that somebody may have about you based on your the way you choose to live your life, they have every intention to tell you that. Like they don't withhold those those opinions anymore no, for the sake of your sanity.
1: I always said that people who had social media accounts, Twitter and whatnot, they felt like even though they had nineteen followers, they felt like they had to justify it by just yes. throwing things into the ether. Uh, yes. Did you see the semi-local story? And I was wondering why New Jersey story was local on our local news sites. Hmm. There was a girl born here who moved to South Jersey. It's kind of like Philly suburb, um, which was a young girl. I think she was 14 or 15. And I say was because I believe she got beat up after getting bullied by some friends. Um, the video of that was circulated. And then she took her life.
0: I didn't know she had Toledo ties. I did hear that story. because she the was dad, born here. The dad was interviewed because yep. I think she was knocked unconscious. Unconscious. It was recorded. Yep. They Those kids were punished and suspended. The videos were taken down from social media, but they were taking screenshots of the videos and yeah. sent the videos to the girls. Mm-hmm. So it was like she was when she was trying to move on from it, those girls continued to harass her by like, okay, the video is taken down, but let me send it to you again so you can see it. Let me send screenshots to people so they can see it. I saw that and the school had mishandled the situation. And so there's all uh, horrified, absolutely horrified.
1: Um, Two other notes with this, because it's extremely complicated when we talk about helping lift people up. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just can't take the guns away or these are, you know, we need multi multi multi-pronged solutions. Um, Another, analogy I thought of was because we didn't have access to this much content Mm -hmm. when we were kids. And the platforms are to blame a lot for not having better controls. But at the end of the day, it's a people thing and how they misuse things. For instance, like when we were younger and I can include you in this, like jackass. We had friends that would jump off houses and shit.
0: I loved jackass.
1: Right. Or like I ignored... The don't try this at home bullshit mm-hmm. at the beginning of a WWE, mm-hmm. and I backflipped on my mom's bed one day and whacked Paul in the back of the head. <laughs> um, kid, kids and young people do dumb stuff. Yes, so it, it's always been there, and it will always it will always continue to do that. Kids will always do dumb, regrettable things. You just hope it's not life-altering. The other thing is, if you do what you know. And suicide was not a thing publicly. Um, and this is this is like hard to discuss. Mm-hmm. Had I known about suicide when I was a miserable, low self-esteem, overweight kid in the 80s and 90s, I, I very likely would have made attempts. Mm-hmm. But suicide was as foreign to me as e- Egyptian language or hieroglyphics. I didn't know it or understand it because it wasn't a topic. And then somehow... We began to know more of it because we recognized it as an issue and it just kind of became a mushroom and, and self fulfilling in a way. If kids didn't know about suicide, they wouldn't do
0: it. So I don't know if my perspective is valid because, and I remember telling you this story, I learned about it very early and I never forgot it. Like I can still, we talked about this. Months ago, where I can give you vivid details of when I learned about suicide and how young I was. I think I was, again, I was in like the second grade and I never forgot it. And I knew then that a person can kill themselves based on their anguish. And I knew then that it could affect their entire family for the rest of their lives. And I was seven, you know, six, seven, seven, I think is when you're in the second grade. And so I don't. And then I always knew then that it was an option, and that people chose to do that. And so I learned that really young. And when I was in high school, before I was really into social media, because I didn't get like Facebook until I was maybe a sophomore or a junior. Um, I we had kids that took their lives in my high school because my high school was really big, and so I learned about it then. And we they would share like and during. I'm looking up here because this actually reminds me of the little TVs in every classroom that would have like the morning news. That mm-hmm. would be like video montages for somebody that took their life. So like I learned about it and had and processed it in class or at home very 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 early, like before it was something that we would see on our own in social media. You know, so I don't I don't know I don't I don't know a point where I didn't know it was, that that was an option.
1: It was as I was as ignorant to it. As I was, I'll use a really tongue-in-cheek, lighthearted example. Like there was a point in my life where I, I, I'm like, there was something more than a kids' menu.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You could laugh at that. (laughs) Like, Dad, I only thought there was a kids' menu. Why did you tell me? Why did you tell me this big world was out here? (laughs) Like I get like adult food the whole time you were playing me. I think hot dogs and macaroni.
0: It's interesting. Like it's interesting. The bubbles. we just talked about this yesterday and what did i say i said have i just grown up in a black ass bubble my whole life and like people don't actually know these things and like i, I don't know for it, for suicide and learning how what it is it almost reminds you of you know they say a child that witnesses domestic violence is statistically more likely mm-hmm. to experience domestic violence or be a, a intimate partner violence relationship and I feel like once I learned about suicide, it had rewritten my brain, you know, not in a way that I was maybe in a way that I was at risk because I knew about it, because I knew that that was a way out of really, really bad feelings mm-hmm. that you may have. I knew that that was a way out and that that was an option from the second grade on. So it could have been an, a risk factor for me it because was. I had secondhand like trauma from it. Essentially, I can tell you the student's name. I can tell you what he looked like. I can tell you who his dad was. I can tell you where he lived. All of those things never forgot it and I was so young
1: my my thing when I was coming of age that I was worried about I told you about like the AIDS and HIV thing mm-hmm. I was in the AIDS but like when I was growing into a teenager and all that stuff uh, it was teen pregnancy.
0: Oh, for sure teen pregnancy for me. Yeah. For like, sure.
1: Like, again, suicide was foreign, um, but it was like STDs and, and teen pregnancy were were the things. And, and now, you know, I, I read these numbers, and the right word it, to describe it, how it's self-fulfilling and it's like a domino, and how when I come across people, a friend recently, her brother took his life, I try to tell them, I know you're going to feel otherwise, but please don't feel guilty because it mm-hmm. is incredibly hard if not nearly impossible to prevent somebody from taking their life unless you are like 10 steps out because they can be uh evasive secretive and determined and what i was going to say is uh what i just said in those in in that data it's a contagion Mm -hmm. it's a contagion alex knew that it was a way out these kids know that it's it's at their fingertips
0: Yeah, and I think also what we teach is being willing to, so learning what the risk factors are, like learning what the signs are. So talking about a suicide risk factor in the same way that you talk about a heart attack risk factor or a stroke risk factor. So you these are the risk factors of somebody that might become suicidal at one point in time. Knowing what they are and then being willing to identify them with someone or address them with someone, it could save their life. Like it could. But
1: you also know that, these people can be very secretive.
0: Oh, sure, like uh, sure. I,
1: I see you having your fifth stake of the day, like, sir. I think your heart might explode, not mm-hmm. in a good way.
0: But seeing somebody have their fifth breakdown of the day, but
1: the, while those things happen, there, are, there are those that hide it. Really, I've told you this yeah. before. That yeah. I that the the. Opposite, the mirror image of the neighbor you had no idea who's carving up little babies Mm -hmm. or baby bunnies in his basement. Um, The mirror image of that is that miserably depressed person who hides behind a smile every day. And you would never guess Mm -hmm. that they have these painful feelings inside and they take their life.
0: I mean, I do agree that there's a large amount of the population that feel these feelings alone because of the stigma alone. You know what I mean? The isolation, like they choose to self-isolate. Um, but I have to hold on to some sort of hope that there, there, even then there are still signs. Even then we can still help someone. I don't believe that family members of individuals that have taken their life, like, should hold blame in that way? No. At all. I don't think anybody should hold blame, but I think that we should all hold responsibility and doing the best we can by one another so that they people don't get to that point. I have to hold but, on hope that that's a possibility. That's why I say
1: like we can stop this just like mm-hmm. we can stop murder 10 steps out. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into the microscopic ways about it, you can't be with someone whether it be a broken down adult or a kid all the time yeah and and at least when you're talking about some of these other health issues um you appear to be having a heart attack sir i'm gonna call nine one one. as opposed to you leave a broken person alone for a short period of time and before you know it they're dead on the floor and you're not coming back from that mm-hmm. that's true anything else you want to talk about today
0: Did you enjoy the halftime show?
1: Yeah, it was fine.
0: And people... People are dickheads.
1: Hold on. Let me cut a quick traffic report. No current incidents to pass along. Just slowdowns in our usual construction spots. If you're seeing something we're not, let us know. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Uh, How are... I mean, other than maybe the obvious, how are people, people dickheads?
0: I feel like... So I... I listened to the radio the other day and they made a point and they were like next year's halftime show is absolutely going to be like extra mayonnaise chicken salad sandwich. Like it's absolutely going to be dry with no seasoning attached. It just is like, you know what I mean? They have to, because you had Rihanna and you had Snoop and Dre before that. And then you had JLo and Shakira before that.
1: It'll be Taylor Swift next year. It'll
0: is it like is it determined or is it just that?
1: No, but she's the last one left, and I, I would guess, especially since she just had a big project. God
0: forbid it's Sam Smith because he can keep those demons. And I'm being sarcastic because I think that everybody who's saying that is ridiculous. Um,
1: It'll be Taylor Swift. It's going
0: to be Taylor Swift. I, like the fact that people still found problems about Rihanna when she was literally dressed head to toe clothed head to toe you know like it was i i made the assumption right away that she was pregnant and i assumed that that was why she wasn't dancing and moving as best as she could because we have seen her really perform although rihanna is from barbados she grew up in the era of dance hall like reggae dance hall the way that her culture performs dances People would have been falling on the floor because she was gyrating too much. Like she's like, oh my God, did Rihanna like grab her crotch? Why would she do that? She's from Barbados. Like my God, it's culture. Like it's culture. She's not gonna river dance like your culture does, not yours, Eric. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like I'm sorry. Was that offensive? It's culture. Like that's why I got so annoyed with all the um, criticism from J Lo and Shakira. Like I know J Lo was. Dancing on a pole at one point, but she did just have that Oscar nominating like role or an Emmy nominate What she was nominated for a Golden Globe for that role where she played a stripper, right? Um,
1: I remember that because I, I remember thinking, What did you think you were gonna get from two Spanish she, ladies? Do you know the cultures? She, Clearly, not
0: literally. Like, if there were so many, so many cultural references, the same for Rihanna, like the same, they're like they were gyrating too much again it's take it for what it is nobody's going to perform for your 7-year-old kid on the couch like they're going to perform their culture that represents them that's why they were brought to the stage like it it makes no sense it, the criticism just irritated the hell out of me the only criticism i will get is that like this was it there wasn't a lot it wasn't a visual performance mm-hmm. really i loved it i was like i found myself very excited at one point. Thomas looked at me and he was like, are you nuts? Because I was just like moving around in my pajamas on the couch. Um I thought it was great. I loved that she had the runway. I wish there would have been a Fenty show going on beneath her. Like I wish she would have been up there on that stage, on that elevated the whole time and she had a whole Fenty show going on. That would have been great.
1: Um, I saw, I began to see after the show took yesterday and today that people... And I think Howard Stern went in on her. It's kind of odd. He knows better. Because it was boring. No, like I'm sick of anybody complaining about lip syncing. Oh, like, was she
0: lip syncing? Oh God, yeah. I thought there were parts where she there were parts right. where she wasn't though.
1: The mic is on, but mm-hmm. the track is playing. Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm I thought w-
1: this was kind of well known that all these major events mm-hmm. are lip synced mm-hmm. to prevent any kind of technical catastrophe. Sure. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the last complaint I want to hear it about these things.
0: It just got on my nerves. Like it just really got on my nerves and there it was like I can't believe her and all of the ass shaking and I could have gone without I, this and it's like really? So you don't enjoy any music from any artist that doesn't have sex appeal. Really? Really? Adele. Not sexy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, she is. I, I didn't
1: not in a not in that kind of way. No. She's not going to gyrate. I didn't see any of the stuff you're talking about. Maybe I was I did. maybe I was too focused on waiting for the. For, <laughs> maybe I was too focused <laughs> on waiting for the first two people to go. She's pregnant. Before I sent something out there because I didn't want to be that person that waiting. got ratio. I
0: I I felt I'm like Ooh. it's been some time, and I was like that's. Uh, that is a postpartum body, but if you had your baby three months ago, she had her baby almost twelve months ago, and we've seen her body since then. And I'm like, she's pregnant. Like, that, sh- she's that was pregnant. not weight. That was so. That was a bump.
1: I, yeah, it, it was not. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was that weight. Mm-hmm. It was a bump. Mm-hmm. It was round. It was like a semicircle. Mm-hmm. It. And I, I thought, um, I had said yesterday, I, I went through this process. First it was like. Is she praying? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is just part of the act and everything. Then I realized she's not moving with a lot of pace.
0: Exactly. she's getting around. She was intentional with her movement. She's moving. She was being careful.
1: Yeah. And then the last thought was, um, I thought that maybe there she looked bigger because there was like a costume change and some, she was going to take some things off. And I'm like, no, that thing is way too circular. That woman is pregnant.
0: Yeah, that's a that was a baby. I guess what I so I read something that the reason that we didn't all know it right away and we should have is because the camera zoomed in on her face when the performance started and she had actually unzipped her coat and and like, felt her belly. She did. She had a Beyonce moment from the very beginning where, like, Beyonce, when she performed Love on Top at the VMAs, she waited till the end to unbutton her jacket and show her pregnant belly with blue ivy. Where in this case, Rihanna did it at the very beginning, but the cameraman zoomed in on her face compared to showing her full body. So I thought it was great. I feel like. I was just annoyed with all of the comments. And maybe that maybe I have too many people in my feed that mm-hmm. that think this way because there were people that had an issue with Cheryl E. Ralph and her singing the Black National anthem. And it's like, ok, fine. If you don't want any blackness in the Super Bowl, you're not going to have a Super Bowl. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. You
1: want to do, like, a black Super Bowl and a white Super Bowl with players? Let's do it.
0: (laughs) No. I'm I'm fantasy drafting the Kelseys. (laughs) You cannot have the Kelseys, considering I grew up with them. I'm well aware of what uh, end of the tracks they're going to go to, okay? You can't have the Kelseys. Um, But... Yeah, I was just annoyed. I was so annoyed it's, with it. I
1: I did my very best to stay. I was off social media for the first half, and then with the Rihanna stuff, looking to see what people thought. Like, I got drawn in. But
0: why does it have to be that way? Like, why do you have to give your opinion about it? There's, they're not. We're not doing anything wrong. The fact that they had the national, the, the. I keep wanting to say the. We call it something different. The yes like just because we sang lift every voice and sing and then you know rihanna was a performer then you have to you feel the need to give all your opinions and then oh my god chris stapleton was the best like singing of the national anthem i don't think he was awful but like so you're just gonna look past whitney houston like really you know what i mean no it wasn't the best and like Chris Stapleton supports Black Lives Matter. Just so you know, you know what I mean. Look it up; it's a fact. It, it just annoyed. It just annoyed me that it that the damn Super Bowl had to become something divisive.
1: It Why? always is.
0: Why it isn't always, but it has been probably since the age of Kaepernick and kneeling and whatnot. Yeah, in,
1: in fact, to that point, you know there were people.
0: Or since Janet's nipples. Yeah,
1: I mean, when you have roughly like a quarter of a billion people across the planet watching. Mm. You're going to have disparate opinions. There were people who were critical of Rihanna for doing the halftime to begin with because... Yeah, because she um, refused it at first. Yeah, and she had said, and I, I we might have talked about this mm-hmm. weeks ago, she, it was said that she was not going to do it in support of Colin Kaepernick. I think that was part of the reason. I think that's when the NFL started... Changing they wanted you to pay mm-hmm. and she's like absolutely not mm-hmm. I learned some things I didn't know that Rihanna was a billionaire oh yeah oh oh and then I realized after I I her pregnancy and I'm like oh she's a billionaire I'm
0: like that's it like, we're not getting any
1: more music anytime soon.
0: I think we're going to get more music, but I think she's taking her dear sweet time, and she can. Like, I do think we're going to get more music. I'm sure we're going to get another tour at some point. Mm, I probably do Probably after this kid, but she doesn't really need to do anything. Right. And, like, she really just blessed that stage. She was pregnant mm. and all. She didn't have to do that. I I mean... She
1: saved us from Taylor Swift. She,
0: thank God. I don't want to see Taylor Swift. That girl still has no rhythm. Like, you... right. Have performed for however many years, and you are still as stiff as a board. <laughs> and
1: she's, she's, she's all arms and legs.
0: And I'm all arms and legs. Not like her. Oh,
1: boobs like now. Like, you, you have a center of gravity. She does not.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, I don't know. I was just disappointed that it was as divisive as what it was. When it just didn't, these- just let us have it. Like, what's the issue? Nobody's throwing anything in your face. You know what yeah, I mean? They, like they,
1: they think otherwise.
0: You, right.
1: Do you know what I was happy to see some people say about um, the about the halftime show? I did this. This is why I've always preferred Rihanna. Um, like, wow, I forgot about all these songs.
0: Yes, it was and, so good. I mean, she
1: has so, like, she left, she okay. did 12 songs, and there was probably like, maybe I'm overestimating here, but she probably left eight to 10 hits on the table. Agreed. I thought she was going to do Lift Me Up, but-
0: No. God, no. The amount of people that said, if she does lift me up, I'm turning the TV off. I mean, it was a bad song. And it some, was horrible. And, and, some,
1: and some producer was like, you know that song was a big stiff, right? Um, and I thought from I thought from that, like we would get, Stay or unfaithful, and then she transitioned. But she left. She kept like, the
0: vibe up. Yeah, she, the whole time she
1: left a, a lot of legitimate hits. Um, off. Did did she do? Don't stop the music.
0: No, yeah. she did. Arguably we one, found love. Perfect, and she did. Um, where have you been? Yes. So she, the two like dance EDM tracks were. Yes. Where have you been? And but don't we stop found love.
1: the music. I, I look at it as. Um, she graduated from, oh, the Ponday Replay girl mm-hmm. to, oh shit, she got a Michael Jackson sample. Like, this girl is legit.
0: I think she, I think the songs that she did were perfection. Opening up to mm-hmm. what she opened up to and then doing um, Rude Boy and she had like the, so she had the dance, she had the, TikTok mixes in there with the EDM hit so it wasn't like the it wasn't the traditional song it was remixed and then she did like the dance remix I think at one point she cut in with some Santana like Santana had a that was Santana in one of he no oh you're thinking oh no that was Wyclef Wyclef right
1: it sampled Santana Maria Maria that's the Khaled song, Wild Thoughts. That was oh, a song. I, well, whatever. She to it was me naked, naked, naked.
0: I know, but she remixed that also. So even the way that they did it, like...
1: No, she put the guitar in an umbrella.
0: Did she? Yeah. She put something in there, and they, because the dancers, like, moved. They changed how they moved, and I, I just thought it was, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be to, at the Rihanna concert.
1: As we got deeper into it, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get some of the ones who want. I was hoping, and I know it was going to be a long shot, it's one of her bigger songs, but not biggest. I wanted to hear Disturbia.
0: Nah, I hear Disturbia too much in October. It's annoying.
1: Um, I guess my biggest surprise with the, the, was that she started with "Bitch Better Have My Money." Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like that was that was full throated Rihanna.
0: I wish she would have done like a turn, like a the turn out the lights and hear me. and I wish you would have. I wish it would have been dark, and then when she started with feel it coming in the air. something like that i don't know i loved it i loved it it was great i was a little
1: surprised that that a kanye song snuck in there that, was a, little, that was a little problematic
0: i don't think so cuz you didn't i don't think so cuz it like
1: it's Jay-Z's song mm-hmm. or i think it's on that one where she they shared the kanye album and she no i about know kanye. i know all right um we're done
0: find me a house if anybody's listening and you're selling your house call me you should just
1: go, do like you do in TV ad. shows and movies. Just walk up to houses you like and go, I will give you X amount tomorrow.
0: No, I don't have that kind of money. Like, I'm going to give you the same shit that anybody else is going to give you. And I'm probably going to ask you to oh. pay a little bit on closing. Oh, no, 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 no,
1: <laughs> not, I'm telling you. I, no. Not to people that are selling their house. Just look at houses you like and go, I'd like to buy your house.
0: No. I can't do it. I may put out an ad, though. Look out for it.
1: What will that ad be like? <laughs>
0: Sell me your house so I can have a kid.
1: I'm poor in Perrysburg and desperate.
0: Help me, sir. All right, we're done.